Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Give me a break style. Uh, today we're... <laughs> you like that? Yeah, that's good. Today we're, uh, we're back with Noah. What's up, everyone? And Jordan. What's poppin'? I believe Sonny will be joining us in any moment, so we'll get him in here too. Uh, today we did something a little fun. We went out and took a picture. Actually, we took a lot of pictures. We're going <laughs> to... Hopefully gonna hopefully gonna get uh, one of those for be the new image for the podcasts uh, itself, and hopefully for the Instagram and things like that. Uh, Noah, you seem to like the camera a little bit today. You know, that. Um, what do you yeah. have to say about that? You've always been, you always uh, like the camera. I always like the camera. Yeah, big, big photo guy. Big photo guy. So, okay. You know, I've always liked the camera. You like okay. hopping in there. I know you kind of hopping in there because no one else had the balls to really go in there, but. Facts. Yeah, that's okay. It was it was fun. It was fun to take the pictures out there. Not normally something that we agree with. So we got out of our comfort zone a little bit. Uh, kind of an average, very buh week for Minnesota. What do you uh, mean average? Not, it's been a great week for Minnesota sports. Why? Nothing much has happened. Not much has happened. The Timberwolves beat the third best team in the East. Okay. They, we blocked Jimmy bad, Butler. But, yeah, that's a statement. That was a cool statement thing. I do agree with you there. Yeah. But does that make it a great week? I don't know. Yes. We wanted to lose. I don't know. The Twins are starting spring training. That's the best thing that's happened this week, I'd say. And. Keep going. And we could sign Everson Griffin back more than I, likely. We'll talk about that later on, too. So that's a good call, Noah. Uh, let's start with that Wolves thing, like you mentioned, Noah. Uh, yep. You're glad that we beat the Heat because of why? Um, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that's a good point. Take that, Jimmy. Of course, a lot of people don't like Jimmy here. I know you got you're one. Of, you guys both don't like Jimmy, right? Yeah, he's alright. See, I like Jimmy off the court. Yeah, whatever. But on the court, he's a dog. Uh, he tries his butt off, and he's talked about how the reason he's where he is is because of his work ethic and how good he is is completely based on how much harder he works on other people. So I, I I have mad respect for him for that. It's just mm-hmm. interesting because yeah, he he came in and kind of. Ruined everything. Tore up, tore up a locker room. Screwed so. us over, yeah. Take Please. that, Jimmy. I see what the, where that animosity comes from, of course. But the Wolves continue to lose, and they're in a pretty tough schedule. And then all of a sudden, they come plus 550 on the money line, which is unbelievable in Vegas. And they pull off an upset in Miami, may I add. Uh, mm-hmm. What was it, 128 to 127? Yeah. Triple team block, you could say, with Jake Lehman, DeAngelo Russell, and Malik Mean Muggum Beasley. Beasley, mug, did you see he mean? He was him walking right away after. mean. Muggum. Yeah, he was like, ah. That's what we like to see. He's still playing well. He's shooting the ball well. Adilo drops a, a a good quality twenty-seven and a really good stat line too. Yep. He he looks good. I wouldn't say he looks amazing. He doesn't look like the best he'll ever play, especially with no cat. But uh, it's interesting because. Losing games does does help us technically right now, and uh, no Anthony Towns of course hurts us if we're going to try to win. So I do support the tank, of course. I've mentioned that for weeks yeah, now, baby. Uh, and it's looking good right now until last night would have been even better because there's three teams out east: the Knicks, the Cavaliers, and the Hawks. All have 17 wins, uh, and then in the West, it's just us with 17 and the Warriors with 12. So last night we were at 16 until the win. Yeah. Which means we're tied for fourth place. We're tied with four other teams for two through the five, which makes it interesting for the lottery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be awesome to get one of the either the second worst record or the third worst record because then for the worst record, you have yeah. But it looks like the Warriors are going to win that. Yeah, they're professional. Back. They're professional. 
It's true. He's playing he's, on Sunday, but he's leading them to the finals, baby. <laughs> well, um, they're uh, already here first. How many games are left? Like twenty. Steph's so. got them right where they want them. I mean, they're sixteen games out, so that'd be almost, they're going to get eliminated here any day. Yeah, so that's crazy. Nope, they're never going to lose again. Steph Curry's going to probably be playing minimal minutes and everything. So yep. we'll see if you're. On the right track. Same with Wiggins and Draymond. They're both playing minimum minutes. Crazy stat out east. Still, 76ers, 27-2 and two at home, 9-21 and 21 away. Doesn't make any nice. sense. They want to be a top four seed just so they can play at home, I'm sure. That's right. They're getting butchered away. They just lost by like 30 to some other team. I think it was like Charlotte or something. Like. To the T-Wolves, who were also playing the Heat at the same time. Interesting. <laughs> That's tough. So the tough Wolves – have one of their two of their last eight, so you can see the tank. Uh, all the teams I used are four and six of their last eight, last ten. Sorry, which is interesting because now they're starting to actually win games. The Pistons eight two and eight. The Bulls one and nine. So we've got more teams' records plummeting right now, especially Welcome with to the club. The end of the season coming. <laughs> so there's a lot. The Spurs even dropping. They're going to miss the playoffs. It looks yep. like for the first time in a while. Uh, there are four games back, so they could still want to run, but they're three and seven in their past ten. Then, of course, we're going to check the Brooklyn Nets schedule. They are tied for eighth place, or they're actually in 10th place by a half a game, 26 and 31. They're eight games behind the sixth seed, which is awesome, and they're five games up on the ninth seed. So right now they're in prime position to get us a 14 or 15, or sorry, 15 or 16 overall draft pick in the first round. Beautiful. Obi Toppin. He won't be there. Now let's talk about that. Yesterday we mentioned this, no. We can get four yes. players this year in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, and I say hopefully, it's either LaMelo Ball, mm-hmm. OB Toppin, who's the third one, Anthony Edwards, or, Devin, or Booker. Devin Booker. And that would include, obviously, trading our picks for Devin Booker and then having to run with the three massive contracts and then a bunch of role players like Kobe and whatever to fill out the roster. Mm-hmm. But... I would still be fine with that having Booker. That being said, the the interesting money problem. Uh, yep. I think that's worth taking on to get a playoff run. Include someone like Devin Booker on this team with his two friends, and but get a playoff run. Which would with be Lamelo nice. Ball, we're all in the Lamelo Ball train, except for you, Noah. I'm not saying I'm not with it, but I'm just saying we. There, there are, are better shooters. Other options. Yes, there are other options. Obi Toppin has been monstrous for Dayton. They continue to roll. Uh, he scores. He plays uh, defense. He shoots. He makes his shots. He's consistent. Anthony Edwards, a driving two, a scoring two, but not a great shooter. Yeah. So uh, Wiggins S player, you could say, but better dunker. Well, Wiggins was an unbelievable dunker in college, right? Yeah. So it's interesting to see what'll what he'll turn out to be. But he's got hype just like Andrew Wiggins, so it's a little interesting. And it is a little nerve wracking, especially with Georgia not being great. Of course, he doesn't have a team around him to compete with Kentucky and Auburn on the SEC, but mm-hmm. even teams like Vanderbilt are beating them. And it's interesting because actually they just had an overtime comeback win against Vanderbilt after Scottie Pippen Jr. missed a couple free throws. But uh, the things are looking good for the Wolves with the with the draft picks, with the Nets still being in the playoffs and the low playoffs because they are technically going to give us a good draft pick because of that. So would you rather have one of those four guys? Who would you rather have? Devin Booker, of course. Um, if we get the number one, we have to pick up Lamelo. That's and we don't trade for D'Lo. That's right. We have D-Buck. to get Lamelo because he is Let the most valuable NBA ready player. 
Well, I think he'll vibe with the D'Angelo Russell running the two guard system, both both main, yeah, primary ball handlers. I don't know, especially with Cat there, he wants his touches and he needs his touches. I don't know if that will work. So, Um, Devin Booker, he can shoot. He can also give the ball away. Then you have um, Obi Toppin. I honestly, he'd be the biggest man. I think we'd get. Yeah, because I don't think we're gonna get Wiseman. No, and he's he's big and he can shoot and dunk and play defense. He's kind of what I feel like we want. Yeah, as a, four, like a, a good team. four. Yeah, good four. So Ben, we know Ben from Ben's bit. I'm not going to play the video, but he sent in a recording a little bit ago. Uh, he said he we need to keep our eyes out for Obi Toppin, and that was even before he had a couple dunks that have gone gotten right. viral, but. Uh, He's a good player. He's efficient. He can do almost everything on the I'm court. I'm ready to watch him in March Madness because that's going to be the player I'm going to be focused on. They should they should be a higher seed, and they should probably win a couple games in, if they're a top six seed because uh, they're good, and they are they haven't lost that home or away again, like I've said, for a couple weeks now. They still continue to win games, and they have only lost in neutral zones. But it's very interesting to see what we – are going to do because of the different op- options that we have. Like you said, no, we could easily go and get LaMelo at the one and then stick with it. Mm-hmm. It does scare me a little bit, like you said, with the D'Lo and LaMelo and Cat and in their touches, of yeah, course, but every three-headed monster has had to do that problem, and they've been able to solve it from the Warriors to whoever else has done it, in their, to the even the Spurs with Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker. They all needed their touches. And then Kawhi as they got older. Uh, so it's interesting, but I think, of course, the Wolves could figure it out. I think the easiest way to figure it out would be Booker to have three players that neither touches, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Booker, their friend, their boy, they're all going to be equal about it. So I think that's going to be cool if they could trade that. And I think that's the best option that I want to see. Of course, I'm a little biased being a Devin Booker fan uh, from Kentucky and now even on Phoenix. Uh, it's a beautiful sight to watch him play basketball and the way he shoots and the way how efficient he is for the amount of shots he's taking. Yeah, And he's not that open for some of them. Uh, he's a good basketball player, and he'd fit right in, I think, on the Wolves. Mm-hmm. So my pick would be Devin Booker, of course, but also I'm f- totally fine with Melo Ball or Top, and depending on depending on how the lottery is. Let's just yeah, say this. Yeah. The lottery is going to be a huge day for Timberwolves. The lottery I usually think. screws us. So we'll see if it get, we get it this year. That will be a game. I think we I think we should do maybe a live reaction to after the lottery. That would be sweet. That's a good idea right there. We could do that. It's a, it's a weekday night, I think, so it'll yep. work probably. We still post Normally on Normally a Wednesday or a Thursday. That'll be sweet, actually. We'll, we'll think about that's coming up probably in, what, a couple months after yeah. after the season ends. Bay, I think. So what about this? If the Wolves trade Devin Booker and you can somehow keep, let's say you keep Culver and a Kogi, is that a team that can get over the hump and make a top four seed in the playoffs in the Western Conference and then battle with – with a good team. If they can get role players, at least some yeah. key role players around them, yes. Yeah. So what would you have to lose? James Johnson's contract probably. Yep. But you'd stick with anyone under four million. And you probably wouldn't be able to – and you, you couldn't get Malik Beasley. Well, it's, you're not you're not wasting unless, all your money. I know. But unless he would sign a small deal. Which he might. He might. If he, if he stays under $10 million, you could probably keep him. Yeah. Him. But $10 million is probably like the minimum I'd say he's going to go with. Especially with he wants to be in Minnesota though, and he said that yes. he still says we're he a wants playoff. To mean team. mug everybody. So Malik Mean Mug Beasley, I'd love to see him off the bench for D'Lo slash Lamelo Ball slash Devin Booker. That would be awesome to see. Uh, so we'll, we're going to get to this, and that's going to be the thing with the with the lottery. 
It's going to be absolutely multiple things could happen. It's going to be absolutely massive if we win the lottery or and even I, get. And seven. I think we aren't the only team trying to get in that top five spot for no, sure. Of course not. Um, and with Cleveland having assets to trade, what do you mean? Like the young guys like Sexton and Garland. They do have Kevin Love, Love wants to be out of there. Yeah, they. Point. So they I, could, you're thinking they could package Love in a in a pick. Package love and a pick for something, or package just love and something else to get a Warriors draft pick. Okay. Or something like that. I, I could see, depending on where the a Warriors team maybe, land. A team that maybe slips down. Yeah, slips so like down. To the six or seven or to the five yeah. or six, four, yeah. four or five. I could definitely see a team trading, a team winning the lottery or getting top two and then also moving back a little bit. Yeah. Makes sense because yeah. then you get two of the top guys and like the Cavaliers. And we, again, we have to watch out for the Knicks because the Knicks are, I would say, the second. Runners for Lamelo if we want Lamelo because yep, they because they've been vocal right mm-hmm. they've been, they've vocal been extremely vocal about him so the crazy thing is is we're focusing on Knicks Hawks Cleveland and the Warriors but you mm-hmm. can last year the Pelicans won that seven so that includes the Pistons that includes the Bulls Pistons need a point guard and that's what makes it interesting the Hornets only have twenty wins the Wizards the ninth seed only have twenty one wins they'd be the seventh they'd be the eighth best team right now in the lottery mm-hmm. it's like, what so that's it's going to be huge, and that'll be a fun one to watch. And I think that's going to impact our future more than mm-hmm. any game can impact our future. Can I throw some stats out here real quick? Yeah. So D'Angelo Russell has played a total of five games for us this season so far. Yeah. He's at 44.9% from the field. Okay, we'll take that. He's 39.6, so you average up to 40% oh, to from three. three. That's good. And he's 92% from the free throw line. Okay. Which is very good, consistent numbers. Yes, it's only five games. It's a small it's fall, sample size. Yeah, small sample size, but that's good for five I mean, games. If he shoots like that forever, it's a good percentage. Yeah. And it's not it's not unreasonably high. Either. No. So the small sample size is a little interesting because he had a bad game. The one game we were at, he didn't shoot well. He didn't shoot no. any percentage. So, boom. You could argue maybe his numbers will get a little bit better throughout his career. With and what's funny is Beasley is – Basically, exact percentage-wise, almost in every category other than free throws, which he's worse in. And he's getting career, yeah, but ninety-two percent. Trey Dulo. Yeah, because you know who's going to start over him? Jordan McLaughlin. True, that goat status, five foot two. Some analyst (laughs) tweeted that out. Timberwolves analyst chirps him a little bit, saying five point two last night. So we did run that small lineup last night, actually, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It was who was it? It was um, Akogi Dilo. McLaughlin, Hernan Gomez, and, and Beasley. Beasley. So yeah, it was six, five foot ten, six four, six four, six four, and six nine. So it was a small lineup that helped us overcome Man. the heat, made a little comeback on him, and then yeah. pull it out late. And I think that was nuts, especially when you sub in Jake Lehman at the end there and have a little shooting and then plus a little defense, and he makes a great play on that Jimmy mm-hmm. trade or Jimmy block. Uh, you, you, I thought you could have honestly called a foul on Jake, but late in the game, ref saw, swallowed their whistles. Uh, we'll see that all the time. Dude, so Jay Layman. Great. Dude. I'm happy. You like back. Jay Layman. Yeah. We do have him for three years. He's so cheap. it's he's yeah. one of those role players that'll play on the off the yeah. bench if you do get it. Someone like Devin Booker. Uh, you could even throw him in the lineup. We have him for three years. We have James Johnson for at least two more. So like those are our guys that we have to rely on because yeah. those are bench players that we know are secure on this team. We can't stress this enough. The lottery is huge. Yeah, That's it's gonna be. It's going to be massive, especially since all the hype is on D'Lo and Cat now. Yep. They Everyone wants a lot top lotto pick. Not only if 
not only for the reason that we could pick up someone like Lamelo or Obi Toppin, but the fact is that we could potentially trade it if we need to, if we really could get D'Lo and Cat and D'Lo or Booker, Booker. I mean, yeah, if, if D'Lo and Cat both some, want they are similar Booker, they could also be like, hey, we want Booker, and they make the deal. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. So like Dylan came in here, one of our friends. He mentioned the Wolves got fined twenty five grand for. D'Lo missing a game because they're resting him. Of course, mm-hmm. teams still rest. Kawhi's rested all year. Uh, the Wolves have entered the tank zone. They're public about that by basically saying they're going to rest him for good. Or not for good, sorry. Rest uh, him day on in, and off. Some on and off. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, there you go. D'Lo will not be playing every game the rest of the year based on rest. Cat obviously out for a what, while. at least two weeks still. So that's for the tank. It's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, if you don't play D'Lo, it's a blowout. Yep, I don't think that's a question. He had 27 points. An efficient 27 points. He had points five rebounds, six assists, uh, one block that basically secured the game. It's it's interesting because you don't put him last night. It's a it's a it's an L, and that's okay, of course. Uh, so we'll see if they continue to do that. Of course, 25 grand is not too big. They, it's it's absurd to us, but it's pretty good for them. So the Wolves, it's going to come down. We're going to. I'm waiting to make a move. Of course, it's not going to happen until after the draft, the, the, the draft, or the, the lottery, plus the draft, plus the offseason, plus free agency. If we don't land Booker and we just get a rookie, I'd love to see a very, very high quality free agent signing. A couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, we mentioned Serge Ibaka. We'd be somewhere like that. People like that. You get a, If you don't draft top and you get a guard, sign a, sign a big, sign a, a four that's been someone like Paul Millsap, someone like Serge Ibaka that can play yeah. defense, that can. Score so like Serge Baca has been great because on the Thunder he was here to block all he did was play defense. He's completely changed into an offensive score that can shoot the three and now also go back and play a little defense on the bigs. So something like that would be a great fit for the Wolves next year. If we don't make the playoffs, it'll be a huge disappointment. I'm assuming there'd have to be a big injury next year, next season, yep, completely. Yep. This season, of course, I was- think I would not be shocked if they don't make the playoffs depending on the decisions that they make. And that's what's scary because if you do draft Lamelo and say things don't jive well at all, I feel like it's a huge disappointing thing that's going to happen. Yeah, but the West is weaker than it has been. Of course, like the thing about this right now, the eighth seed right now is the Memphis Grizzlies with rookie John Moran and everybody under the age of 24 playing. So it's interesting because we would be higher than them. I would probably bet, especially since we're only 11 games behind him now and we're kind of purposely losing. Yeah. So if you think about it that way, it's kind of very interesting. They're 20, 21, sorry, six and four in their last 10, and they're seven games over 500 at home, but, or three games over 500 at home. So it's definitely splits a little bit. But let's get past the Wolves, get into the Minnesota Twins. It's not a ton to talk about. It's spring, it's spring training. Home bus season. You can tie games in spring training, which doesn't, it doesn't which make is kind sense. of a bummer, but it completely, well, it doesn't make sense because they don't want to go oh. play 20 inning games if they actually get pulled up to them, especially with people trying to make rosters. Uh, we'll mention the Astros. We'd love but to see it. The, the, the long games in yeah. the training, you would? Yeah. I don't think the players and the coaches That's would, true. though. So That's facts. Uh, of course, the Twins in Fort Myers, loving it down there, I'm sure. The temperature is beautiful. Everything is beautiful from what it looks like on TV and from, from videos. Uh, the takeaways I have so far, of course, you can add some in, you too. Uh, a lot of close games. Yep. Like I mentioned, yeah. three ties, including one today, five, three to three against the Blue Jays. Blue Jays played Bichette, Kevin Biggio, and Travis Shaw, along with at third base, the beauty himself, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. 
They all played. None of them had any RBIs or runs or didn't do much on them. They didn't score until late in the eighth, the sixth and the eighth inning, I believe. Uh, the Twins, however, they didn't start any starters. They had J.K. was their stud. He had a home run. J.K. Yeah, baby. But just pretty – like so takeaway number one, close games. They're, they're pretty low-scoring games too. So like five to three, three to three, four to four. Yeah. Five to five I think was one of them. But yesterday was 10 to eight, which was our best – Offensive game, or also our worst pitching game, you could argue, since we allowed eight runs. Who was on the mound last night? I didn't see last night's stats at all. It was very hard. It, was the, it it? They are kind of hard to find, but the thing is, is he pitches two innings. Oh, that's true. So it doesn't really matter if he doesn't score any or if he didn't allow anything. That's so, true. Yep. Uh, I'll do. I'll check a little bit here quick, but I know the one was that was interesting that you were keeping an eye on was Kenta Maeda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenta. He, he allowed a home run off Ben Attendee, so an MLB good left fielder, probably above average left fielder, hit a home run off of him. It's not too scary. A couple days when it was 10-8, to 8, uh, Trevor Larnack had a great day with two RBIs in the home run. Uh, Cabbage also had two RBIs, and Sev- R. Severino, not the Yankee Severino, which we'll mention very quick, he also had two RBIs. So a good offensive game. Uh, some guy named Caleb Hamilton. So four guys added for two RBIs. Uh, but on that one was Devin Smeltzer did not look good. Three earned runs and two and a third. That's tough. And then a guy who I've never heard of, Jonathan Sheshire, who has no number, so that shows what he is. He's not going to play. Uh, three earned runs. So it doesn't – it's not super impactful. We still won the game, of course, because of our batting. But we have one loss, which is kind of good to see. But also in spring training, you don't want to win every game because if you win every game you're going to go into the season thinking you're the goat and you're going to be the best team in the league and then you're not so it gets a little interesting in the clubhouse there. Yeah. So you don't you don't want to be the best team technically like 15 and 0 or 15 and 1 but it's great to see that we're having close games because you get those young guys in there. Takeaway number 3 this is actually like my only other takeaway based on their close games and their really uh low scoring games relatively. Nelson Cruz guess what he can do? He can hit I'm not surprised by that. Of course, no one's surprised by that. But guess what? He's played in two games, and he's got two home runs. Big shocker. So it does make me a little nervous that he's 38, of course. But also, that's the thing. Go into spring training, hit two home runs, play six, what, probably six at-bats at DH. Good. That's exactly what we want. Hit 35 again this year, and that's exactly what we need. Hit 280-plus. Nelson Cruz looking to have a very similar year to last year. If he does that, Twins are going to be Obviously, they're going to be good. They're going to be elite if he's very good at DH the whole year. Uh, but so that's my third takeaway. Anything you guys have been seeing from the games? Um, I let, I'll check the game that Older Rizzi pitched. Uh, Older Rizzi, two innings, one earned run, one strikeout. So not great. I didn't see the actual what happened there. Of course, it could have been one hit, one home run. So mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure. The one that the sad thing was was Jake Reed pitched in that game, and that guy's trying to make a roster after like five years. And that poor guy did not look good. If, if and, I, and I'm saying that very evenly. No. <laughs> uh, he had two earned runs that game. And then in an earlier game against the Blue Jays that we ended up tying, we were up 4-0 like in the eighth inning. And Jake Reed comes in and walks a couple pla- what walks a couple guys, allows a couple hits, allows a couple runs. And bang, it's a tie game. We tie 5-5. Five five. And that's including a home run that after we were down 5-4. So it, it is interesting. Another one yeah, of, our, of our young guys, Xander Wheel. Not sure who that is, but he's got two. Which is good. Mitch Garver swung the, a hot bat in this area. Adrianza, he's played well. So it's just good to see what the basic players that you're going to see maybe sub in at times, like Adrianza. Arias has been having good at bats, of course, no surprise there. 
Donaldson in his first game was 0 for 3. Not great, but yeah. it's a spring training game. Spring. It's one game. It's he, he put the bat on the ball, and so it's okay to see. I'm just excited to see him in a real game against some real OD pitching and see what he can do with the two or three spot. Rumors are <laughs> it's going to be Donaldson at two, Cruz at three, but they're going to be looking to move people around almost every day. It's going to be sure. very interesting to see when they're – of course, with right in the last time the pitchers, of course, that's mm-hmm. going to happen. But then with, let's say – Kepler is having a good week. You put him at four and you bench or you put Snow maybe at the six and then you have power down in your lineup. It's going to be nuts seeing what the twins do with that. And that's with, uh, with power all over the clubhouse and all over the lineup, including the bench. So the twins, decent spring training. Of course, there's not a ton you can get from yeah. they're playing well. I'm excited for the season to start. The best part yeah. about it was, I would say Nelson Cruz hitting two home runs in two games. Like yep. I've said many times now, uh, big, on my no sheet here, Jordy. Yep. I've got wild. Oh, we got a lot. We got a lot. You, we got a lot. It was a busy week for the wild. It was a busy. Okay. I see. I couldn't think of very Last much besides just talking about the game. We're playing the Blues. Yep. Oh it yeah. Was that's announced. True. We're watching it on top golf, right? Winter mm-hmm. Classic is announced. St. Louis Blues versus the Minnesota Wild. And that's Joe Mauer and Ju- Justin, Justin Morneau. It. it was a good. It was a good little. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it a commercial, but yeah. It was kind of. Yeah. It was a commercial. It was good. So I'm not, I'm fine with that. I didn't want to see the Blackhawks. I didn't want to see Dallas. Didn't was, want to see Nashville. That was fun because you were playing in Seattle. Or no, you we were playing in Minnesota against St. Louis that yep. day. Sorry, I almost said Seattle. <laughs> meant St. Louis. We were playing the Blues that day, and they got announced we were playing them for the Winter Classics. That was a little ironic. Yeah. That was cool. I was happy with that. I would like to see. I was hoping either them, the Blues, Avalanche, or Winnipeg. Those they teams. are the Stanley Cup champions. I know. And I don't know. I want to see some great jerseys. That's yeah. what I'm hoping for. Blue and yellow can be fun. Yeah. And then went into the trade deadline was Tuesday. Yeah, no, no, Monday. About Sorry. That. that was this week. Yep. And big names were getting thrown around. A lot of trades were surprised. A lot of picks were thrown around from team to team. Notable trades would be uh, Wayne Simmons was traded to Buffalo. Spencer didn't like, or not Spencer, uh, Hunter didn't like that. NHL vet. He didn't like that. It was an interesting trade because Buffalo's not, probably not going to make the playoffs, I don't think. No. And then the Islanders traded for Pajot, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. And then after that, shortly after that trade was made public, word came out that they were were pursuing a deal for Zach Parisi, which yeah. was very interesting. And I was looking through – I when that news came through, I was sitting in thermodynamics, and I was literally just refreshing Twitter every minute. Twitter, the news, just getting, the news hub. Just getting an update to see what was going on because from what I saw, it looked like it was going to happen. Parisi had waived his no-trade clause, and then Andrew Ladd, who the Minnesota Wild were going to trade for, he also waived his no-trade clause. Once I saw that, I was like, this is over. So Zach's Hunter, gone. me and Hunter were sitting talking at lunch because that was exactly what we were, we were watching. And he was like, when this goes through, I'm going to be furious. And he, he was set yep. that the trade was going to go through. I was, and so I, then, once I heard that the, that Zach waived his trade clause, yeah. it's like, all right. So at 2 p.m., of course, the deadline hits, but moves still happen yep. after 2 p.m. Me and they, Hunter were waiting. They become public, so I say, Hunter, relax. It might come up after, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we were waiting so, to see if one would come through. But I personally didn't like it as when I was looking through Twitter. 
A lot of people were very split on it. A lot of people wanted to get Preezy out of here. I think get the contract, contract out of here. But the Wild would have risked too much. It would have been Andrew Ladd, some minor league player right now. He was, once was very good. Yeah. But now he's just not worth it. His contract was very similar to Parisi's, just a couple of years shorter, which would have been all right, clear up some cap for this offseason, which would have been nice, but a little bit. But it would have been tough because if Zach Parisi retires and he's 30, I want to say 35, 34, 35, if Zach Parisi retires, the Wild would have taken that cap back. He's 35, yeah. And then if they would have traded him to the Wild, would have gotten the cap back, and it would have just been very confusing. So I think that was one of the stumbling blocks on why it didn't go through, just trying to get the money worked out. A lot of people were saying if Garen would have traded Zach Parise, he would have been one of the best GMs in Wild history just to get that contract out of there. But for what Zach does in the power play, what he does in the locker room, I just think it would have been a stupid idea. Yeah, it's but interesting. That's my opinion. Um, glad he's here. Love it. But I don't know if that means he's going to stay here because supposedly these talks with the Islanders have happened, started this summer, and Fenton didn't want anything to do with it. But as we can see, Garen is pondering the idea. So this summer, <clears throat> this summer, something might happen, which I hope it doesn't, but because I like Zach. Zach's yeah. good guys in the locker room. And he's just a fun guy to watch. He's always grinding. So Zach Friese is a Minnesota Wild player, at least for now, and we'll see if this offseason. At this point, yeah. But Wild looking decent. Yeah. Uh, who'd they play? They played uh, – Which day? A couple days ago. Wednesday, no, Tuesday night. I can't remember. I think they played – Minnesota Wild on Tuesday night. Played the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's right. And they won. Five, five to, four. to four. So that's a good win. Yes, Columbus, of course, can play hockey a little bit. Five to four win over them. Uh, obviously, it was nice to see Mika Koivu get back on the stat sheet. Yep. It's been a little while. Which brings me into another point. There you go. Uh, Mika Koivu did not waive his no-trade clause, which is surprising because he's got one year left on his deal. Supposedly, uh, Garen and Koivu had been talking for a while about whether he wants to be traded to a or a Stanley Cup contender this this season. And Koivu said no. And Russo, who does a lot of Minnesota Wild stuff and writes for The Athletic, uh, sees this as Koivu's farewell, kind yeah. of his last – this could be his last season because wouldn't seem like Minnesota would re-sign him coming into this offseason just with cap and structures of that. So, Koivu, sounds like he's going to be out after this season. He's going to retire probably. But, I mean, there were some stats. He's played all of his 1,000 games with Minnesota, and he's didn't played all of his games with Minnesota. Not many people have done that. So, I think kind of a nod to from Miko Koivu saying, hey, love the state, yeah. love the game, just kind of respecting the fans, which I think is cool. Yeah, I, I think- really like Koivu. He's a as recently hasn't done too much, but – no, he's getting old though. But in his heyday, he was a he was a great center. Played fantastic defense. So yep. So Miku Koi, with thirty six years old, uh, it's an interesting. Yeah, interesting thing. I like when players stay on their teams for their careers and they have first, a, the first ever. Yeah, captain of the team. Well, first ever set captain. Oh yeah. The Wild would do every month. They change captains for the first couple of years. I think. Oh really? So, but now that's back. So the Wild look good. Fiala. I love Fiala. He's he's really good. 
And uh, Fiala, five shots last night or on Tuesday with a goal and the assist. Donato, those two young guys are starting to play well. I'm telling you right yep. now, Donato. Donato, he's getting he's getting outshined by Fiala a little bit, yep. but he's but he doesn't play well. too much. But his goals per the minutes he plays is really good, which is he's got a goal and an assist again on Tuesday yeah. with three shots a goal. Hartman, one of my favorite underrated yeah, guys. Baby. He's not great. He's number 38, <laughs> random hockey number. Uh, two assists with three shots on goal. Yeah. It's just people like that getting all over the getting all over the rink. So there's a chance that we make the playoffs. I wouldn't wouldn't be. Disappoint if we don't. Yeah, I'd be happy if we do. That'd be fun. Interesting. Galchenyuk, he's got a big beard. He had a great game. That, that what was that? That was a lot. Oh, least over last week. Last week they went to. He scores the game tying goal. And then scores the, the game winner, and then wins it in a shootout on a beautiful shootout. Play. So that's fun. If he, I mean, if he turns out, he's twenty six still. It could yep. be entering prime. Yep. So that means if he turns out, let's say I think he, if he has a good, if he got, if he does well this the end of the season, we could sign him on a. Pretty minimum contract, yeah, because he's kind of been traded around everywhere. And boom, he just turns into a top 100 hockey player in the and world. And let's say he could put him to star at first. Wild, line. have a good replacement for Koivu in this case because exactly. he plays center. And then Fiala, who seems to be on the up and up, would be another uh, another good thing. So is, Fi- oh. is so Fiala right wing? Fiala is a yes. So, okay, and what's Donato? Wait, no, Fiala might be a left wing. I know I I can't remember. He plays one of the wings, I know that for sure. I think Donato and Fiala play the same wing. So Donato plays left wing, I'll check on Ryan Fiala. Or, or Kevin Fiala. Kevin Ryan Donato. Ryan Yeah, it's alright. I do like Donato though on the coil or the coil trade. It's sad to see Coil go, but So they both play right wing. Imagine the line got or they sorry. Donato plays left. Fiala plays right. Yep. Imagine the the line Fiala, Donato, and Galchenyuk. I think that's fun for next year and yep. even in the future. And then forward. Greenway. He's playing Chad Greenway. Chad Greenway? He's making his NHL debut. Yes, Chad Greenway coming. Up. No, Jordan Greenway. Ah. He's pretty good. He's big. I like that. Yeah, he's good. I like Jordan Greenway, of course. He's, I just need, if he starts scoring goals, it's a bonus. Yeah. My boy, my one of my favorite hockey players on the Minnesota Wild, of course, Matt Dumba, uh, I just got to see more. If he's going to be a top 20 defenseman yeah. like people think he's going to be, if he's going to be top 50 player in the league, Matt Dumba's going to score goals. He's got to get assists. He's, he's got to make plays, so it's a little interesting. And I was course, surprised we didn't trade. Uh, there was a lot of rumors that um, the Maple Leafs were pursuing Brodine, and there was another team. I did hear the Brodine rumors. There was another team uh, going for uh, Dumba. I'm surprised we didn't get rid of one of them, but – Good defenseman's hard to find, so I don't don't blame him. Yeah, I agree. Especially our defense is good, I think, and that's the thing is like sometimes it makes me nervous why we're allowing four goals when we win a game. Yeah, and that happens in hockey, of course. With even if you have a good goalie like Dubnik in, and then you have a good defensive line, defensive yeah. pairings, it still happens in goalie or hockey. Goals still are scored, so yeah. it's just what how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Uh. Let's get to the Vikings here. A couple dramatic things, a couple of things, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> and this con- on the lat. A little controversy <laughs> with some contracts here. So today, the Vikings bring in Xavier Rhodes and his agent. I think, I don't know if Rhodes is there, but for sure his agent. And they're talking about restructuring. Uh, yep. The bummer is if you cut him, you lose like $7 million in dead cap or something like utterly ridiculous because you just pay his contract yep so that would be nice for xavier Rhodes because he doesn't have to work and then he gets a ton of money but so of course the vikings have that space there. i was listening to the radio today or yesterday and the thoughts was 
do you think roads would be open to a restructure? Because if he gets cut, he's not. Is he going to get paid or even get picked up by a team? I don't know. So the thing is, if Xavier Rhodes, you could probably hide him. The scary thing about the Vikings and what we have had for this year, because he was so elite last year. Yeah. Or no, two years ago. Two two years years ago. ago. So what we've done for the past two years is we've still placed him at our number one cornerback, which isn't fun. Mm -hmm. And what sucks is you can hide cornerbacks sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Exhibit A, there's all kinds of old cornerbacks. Richard Sherman's sometimes hidden. But he, of course, plays better 1v1 coverage. But you you can hide cornerbacks with like a nickel coverage and put Trey Wayne's out wide and stuff like that. So uh-huh. it's interesting because we can't do that because technically he's our number one and we don't have other. And that was tough this season. Yeah. He get, you get exposed. Tyree killed. Tyree killed made me want to cry after watching Daniel <laughs> Russell or watch not Daniel Russell watching Xavier Rhodes. Uh, I'm not sure how I crossed that up right there. <laughs> uh, another thing, Everson Griffin, he has been, what released or his contract is up? Yeah, yeah his contract's up. Or was it up? The, no, he had player option. He had right? player option, and he took the to goal. Yeah, but of course, Everson Griffin wants to be in Minnesota. He's the yep. Minnesota Viking through and through. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been vocal, and it's already like even last year they were vocal about restructuring his contract. So this year he's hoping. Apparently, these are all rumors, of course. According to the fan for most of it, but uh, he wants to take a lesser team friendly, you can call it, contract and be a Minnesota Viking next year and then maybe call it quits after that. Yeah. If he's elite again this year, you could argue he was pretty good this year, maybe even elite. Uh, just with him and Dean Hunter opposite each other, if he's good again, maybe you'll come back for another one. So that's what makes it a little interesting. Uh, it's Everson Griffin. He's not bad. It's not no. like he's. It's just it's once you add in money, it's maybe he's a little overvalued or overpaid. He is yeah. overpaid, but it's only what twelve million dollars, so you can get him for a little bit less just because of his age and his he's wearing there. But I do like Ev though, just his tenacity. Yes. it's just so much fun to watch. Being a like he's positive. He's not yeah. he's not like a bad locker room guy. Uh, he's had his off field issues with his mental mental state there for but a little I, bit but that's that's stuff that you work on in your mm-hmm. personal life but i now. think one thing that draws him back to minnesota i feel like we did a really good job or no, i shouldn't say we i think the vikings organization organization did a good job with of, that with that so that kind of helps or, yeah uh, yeah bring him back so i think everson is going to be back i actually think he'll be back i've heard sure. it's like they're saying he's back so i i, I hope so so that's one thing that's positive uh, let's get to the negative thing for the week. Stefan Diggs starting Again. to get starting to get really annoyed. Uh, he's one of my guys. Like, if you're a Vikings fan, he's the he's the I guy that you root for, and like, he's next factor. But it's just getting old. What happened? Is there anything? Any- so last year we had the whole yeah. He had zero catches or one catch for six he yards, and Thielen, and Thielen had a good game. So then he's all upset. Blah blah blah. Kirk apologizes to Thielen to one time. The next week, he apl- apologizes to Diggs after he does not get his tick. And all of a sudden, Trayvon, who's going to be drafted in the first round this year, maybe by the Vikings, Alabama's cornerback tweets out, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't. He's not happy in Minnesota. Don't expect this for much longer. And all of a sudden, boom, Stephon Diggs is requesting trades. All this is coming out. Then he gets interviewed, and he goes, no, of course I'm not requesting trades. And then, Completely uh- false. So can we take a time out here? Noah is getting 2K cheese right now. What the? F- really what bad 2K cheese. Why? Because you're hitting 
You no, he, I, mean? I hit these absurd shots, and Noah gets his wide open shot from the wing, clanks it off the board. So, but sorry, back. Sorry, to back to the Stefan Diggs. So Stefan Diggs this week. Uh, nothing from him except for he removed a bunch of pictures off his Instagram with the Vikings. I hate when people do that. I think it's really childish. Uh, of course, once you've officially moved on, I think you can do it. But like with Andrew Wiggins, he did it before he got traded. Of course, he was in the trade rumors. But still. If, but what do you if think we, that's just annoying? I don't know. Do you think he's sparking more? What if we don't trade him, though? Think about that. Like, what if the deal well, we trade- didn't trade. We didn't trade. He deleted most of his Minnesota stuff over the – sorry, going back to Wiggins. Yeah. He deleted it over the summer. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So what if we don't trade him? That's a, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I guess. And then especially with him going to be posting pictures of the season because he is a social media guy. It's just like I don't get it. So I don't. I think it's kind of childish when athletes do that. But once you're traded, I get it. Like I hundred percent understand that. But I like even I wouldn't personally do that. But of course it's up to them. Uh, so Diggs did that, and then boom, you see it again. The controversy. Stefan Diggs wants out. Diggs is out. Diggs is unhappy. But Diggs I think as pissed. a Minnesota Vikings fan, we don't want him out. Yeah. No. I mean, you got a dual threat. We've one of the best wide receiving duos in the yeah. past twenty years, and it. We should embrace him because he's so good. And that's the thing. I think we do. I don't. It makes me nervous that he gets all dramatic about it and all this stuff. So that makes me a little uneasy about it. But I feel like in general, the Minnesota Vikings fans and even like ownership is completely on Stephon Diggs' side. So Spielman, he he went to the combine and he right away gets asked, well, "What about Diggs?" And he goes. Diggs is going to be a Minnesota Viking. There's no reason not to think that, uh, blah, blah, blah. So maybe it's just Diggs refreshing his Instagram because he's a pretty boy and he's got a – he wants to have a good image on Instagram with the ladies maybe, but especially because we know he's single. Uh, shout out to Stefan. I didn't mean to bump you there, Jordy. Shout out. Shout out Stephon. Shout out Stefan Diggs and his, and his love life. But, dude, we, yeah. we, su- we support you as Minnesota Vikings fans. You're one of you our guys. Stefan, we want you back. So we support you. I enjoy your enjoy your time here. It's gonna be you're gonna miss it maybe if you get moved on. Maybe you go to the Patriots and you hate your life with Coach Bill Belichick. But great question here. What if somehow the Patriots get Diggs? I don't think they could. I if they do, is Brady back? I don't know. I think yes. I don't think. Uh, I'm starting to think Brady's out, especially with it. Sounds like the Patriots have been pursuing him or talking to him. Of course, they don't need to. He knows what he's gonna get there, but okay, okay, okay. There's a lot of things coming okay. out about these. Get into okay, this <laughs> is dumb. Dilo just turned it over and he was dribbling it. About the Patriots, it's just interesting. They don't have playmakers, of course. We've seen that. Yeah. It's getting really weird, and it's getting wire thin with just uh, Edelman. Uh, like their number two wide receiver, I have no clue if it's Sanu. I don't know who it is. So it's interesting. Did Sanu retire? Or no. Mohamed Sanu's a beast. He's still kind of young. Uh, Philip Dorsett, you could okay. argue. Where where are these passes going? Uh, Mohamed Sanu's 30, so I guess he – I don't think he's retiring. Though. He's screwed with you, can But we'll see what Stefan Diggs' situation happens. The other question that Spielman did not want to be asked was what's going to happen with Kirk in the offseason. That's a great question. Instantly, he says – Kirk Cousins, he, we're hoping to get him to have a better season this year. Uh, we're trying to make the system even better for what he's going to thrive in. And bang, that's what you want to hear if you're Kirk Cousins. Do but you, what? Do you restructure Kirk's contract this offseason? Well, you're not giving him $27 million. 
I don't think. No, no. but the thing is, if we, this offseason, no, you can't. Do we extend Kirk Cousins no. this offseason? No. No, not this offseason, no. Depending when I he think does No matter season. what, you wait until next year, and at the, at the best, franchise take him that year, because that's less than his contract now. I yep. think it'll be 18 for quarterbacks, maybe 19 for quarterbacks now. Um, because, bang, that's $9 million right there, as you technically would say, based on an equal playing field. A lot of people think Kirk Cousins is really good nationwide. Uh, I think in Minnesota, uh, he gets a lot. No. I, I do agree that. Like Joe but, Maurer. A lot of people were high on Joe Maurer going into the Hall of Fame for his first ballot when he will in a couple of years. A lot of people in nationwide are like, well, obviously Joe Maurer is going to go yeah, in. And then a lot of people in Minnesota, in Minnesota are like, no way. He's not going to make it in. The the diehard fans, oh, of course Joe's in. But same thing I'm a with, big Joe Hall of Fame guy. Same thing. 2006 I mean, Twins. That's right. Great team. The Great arguing team. against him is he didn't do it for long enough at yeah, his position. So true. it is interesting. But, but when he yes. was, he was elite. But when those when the Pro Bowl came out, they were saying Cousins was a snub for not making the Pro Bowl. He was. I uh, he like I said. I think but there was a lot of people in Minnesota who once they saw and heard that they were like, "What are you talking about?" Well, the thing is, his stats were beautiful. He yeah. still finished with seven picks. Two of them are Stephon Diggs' fault. Uh, <laughs> Garoppolo. Shout out Diggs. We were just encouraging him, and then we say, Yeah, sorry. Hey, guess what? Just true, I'm picks. sure he'd say the same thing. I'm sure he'd say the same thing. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, to put him in second, had 15, and he went to the Super Bowl. So it's interesting. He's a very average quarterback. Uh, I thought he was a really good quarterback, and then this year he just let me down. Of course, they were good, and he did enough, but I think the defense helped him there. What do we think about uh, – just what was this one? Was Tom Brady statistically worse, and even maybe all all over the field worse than Kirk Cousins this year? Uh, I think so. That's what yeah. we were arguing that a couple weeks ago. You no, were, we were de- debating whether Dak was better or where. No, you, you were saying top five for Tom Brady this season. Yes, you said top five, but I said no way because Lamar, Mahomes, excuse me, Dak Prescott, and then even Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Watson were all better than him. But then it's interesting because then Watson's in, inconsistent. Kirk lost a couple of bad games, uh, stuff like that. But then Tom Brady lost. It's just interesting. So we'll, maybe we'll talk about that next week when Tom Brady – when maybe some news breaks on Tom. Uh, Noah, do you still have a story to tell? Um, Or is it – I don't think I do. Okay. It, Not it, today, yeah. We got a – what time is it? Does we got a time? We got time. We no, got like a, it's the actual time. It's 5.23. I don't know if Isaac's going to be here. We need yeah. to talk about the Gophers. So we'll have to today. talk, talk. yeah, Gophers hockey quickly and then Gophers basketball. Well, I don't know too much about the hockey. They've just been – So the hockey team's winning, which is surprising, I think. They're winning often. Uh, they're competing with teams like UMD and UND and things like that for record. And now and they're starting to turn around. I think the program is starting to look up from here. But, of course, it's just a couple Why months Why do the 2K hockey. gods love you, Jordy? I haven't done anything. So I just got long too. The Gophers basketball team – Last night with a uh, oh my gosh, up seventeen to Maryland. It's a at half. At half, at half it was up 16. 16. They extended to seventeen. Slowed the pace like crazy. Yeah. Then Isaac said something like they only had scored eighteen points with five minutes left yeah, in the second and half. We had I think. scored forty some in the first half. So pace slowed up. I think that hurts teams when they do that. You slow yep. down. You don't. You take the. You take the gas and off. Who's Maryland's big guy? I don't know any names on Maryland, but that guy with the glasses. Yeah, he's really good. Played good basketball. I think what hurt us is he was in foul trouble, so he didn't play a lot in the first half. 
But then in the second half, he was playing more. And, and all of a sudden, bang, they start hitting shots. Yeah. Guess who starts missing shots? The Gophers. Go Jalen well, Smith, number 25, 16 and 12 last night. Uh, they had four guys, five guys over 10 and four of them over 11. Can the Gophers inbound the ball? No, they can't. <laughs> they Even, were up by five. With Amir Coffee, they used to just pray that he'd catch the ball. Yeah. I'm like, this, it's just they disgusting. They were up by five, and there was at least three times where the Gophers couldn't inbound the ball. Gophers only play eight guys and only seven of them for – only five guys played over five or over 15 minutes. Really? Six guys over 15 minutes. So really low numbers here. Uh, Demir did not play very many minutes. He only had 15. Uh, Alion Demir, he's one of our younger guys. He's a big, bigger man, big man this, for us this year. Oturu, another good game, 28 and 11. He's NBA he's bound. Well. Yep. Marcus Carr really racks up really 40 good. minutes in the game and 19 points. He plays a lot. He plays a lot. He's almost, you almost always have to have him on the court. Yep. Otherwise, no one else can take up the ball and get the ball in, like we've said. Uh, Call sure nine points. It's just interesting. Willis only three. It's pretty gross. But Maryland looked really good. Uh, Wiggins, I'm not sure if that's Andrew's brother. I think it is. Is it? Yeah, it is. Aaron Wiggins is. is For Maryland? Is Andrew. Yeah. That's his brother. Is Andrew's little brother? Uh, he's playing good basketball right now. So is he Canadian as well? He's still twenty-one. Uh, he's born in North Carolina. I'm not sure. It is his brother. So I'll double check that right here. Uh, I don't know if it's his brother. It is. Are you Are you sure? One hundred percent sure. His brother's name is Nick, so mm-hmm. that's not Aaron. I would say it's. I'm gonna say it right now. He's his brother. I don't know if that's true, but I'm calling it. I'm going sticking with Noah on this one. Thank you. For once. Whoa. That's, that's not true. I stick with you, Noah. Other than 2K cheese going on right now. No, it is not his brother. I'm sorry, Noah. No, yeah. I'm saying it is. His brothers are Nick Wiggins, Nick Wiggins and Mitchell Wiggins. I know Nick did play a little college ball and then maybe even got to the NBA, but. Aaron Wiggins is not Andrew Wiggins' brother confirmed. I was wondering that last night. Um, but he scored 16 against the Wolves in the comeback. Signing, welcome back. You just made it. We're talking about Gophers right now. Uh, played their way out of the NCAA tournament. Oh, that's true. That's we true. We didn't even mention that. Uh, we Number did, nine, Maryland. It would have been, been, been our win to maybe push us in I don't know besides if, the tournament run. But I don't know if that would have got us in. No, I think it's the tournament run. No, so we'd have to, I think we'd have to win out. Regular season, yeah. Well, yeah. And then win at yeah. least one game in the Big Ten. We tournament. play, like, what, Northwestern and two other bad teams? So At Indiana, at Wisconsin. So not I mean, exactly not exactly wins because Indiana's but, ranked now. I think they're, like, 24. And Wisconsin's still Wisconsin. You can still get good games out of yeah. them. Uh, but then it just gets interesting. If you – well, now you're making – you either make it to the Big Ten tournament or, final or, or you're out. NIT-bound winners, here we come. I mean, I don't even see that happening. With some of the teams that are going to be in Ohio State last or a couple weeks, not nights ago, Dude. they beat Maryland. That's why Maryland dropped from to number nine because they were number seven. So even Ohio State can pull off a win against Maryland. It's like they're playing awful with the two brothers, but one guy, <laughs> their starting two guard, played really well. Um, just a disappointing season. Marcus Carr played forty minutes last night. I was telling Jordy, it's like he always has to be on the court because no one, no one else can really do his position and his role. Plays uh, the most minutes in Big Ten. He does. Makes wow. that makes sense actually. I did forty minutes last night. That's every single minute. Yeah, he got to get like thirty-seven. I didn't think about that. Holy I, I thought NBA minutes for a second was for forty or forty-eight, but he played every minute. Uh, makes sense why he scores the most, I guess, for us at times. But 
Oturu looks good. Uh, I'd love to see a better, more fluid offensive game from him, especially coming in the NBA this year, hopefully. But, of course, that can get developed. Embiid did not have great post moves, and guess what? Boom, he's a post move machine. Yeah. And I'm not comparing Oturu to Embiid, but it can, I'm just saying it can be developed once you hit the NBA, especially when the game slows down a little bit. Uh, you can become a great offensive player in the NBA from a big man perspective. But the Wolves – or, sorry, the Gophers, it's not looking promising right Goodbye. here. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be rooting for them in the in the NIT, but even there, that scares me a little bit. Yeah. It's gonna be fun to see some Big Ten teams play, though. They're, I saw last week, to pick it up. Last weekend, I saw one of the guys or whoever does like the March Madness predictions. There might be he predicted eleven Big Ten teams. Does that count the Gophers then? No, I think they were out. So they're twelve or thirteen. That's crazy. That that, that should not be the case. And that's what scares me a little bit for the program. Uh. But some teams are playing well. Rutgers doesn't lose at home. We know that. Uh, but if, luckily, the tournament's not at Rutgers for their for the other teams that will be facing them, uh, which is weird because Rutgers is going to be in the tournament this year. Just, yeah. just weird to think about. Uh, Rutgers, Michigan State's playing well. Michigan is obviously can win games, of course. And then, bang, Maryland, a top-10 team. So it's crazy there. Fun notice here. Kentucky cannot lose right now. Emmanuel Quickly's all of a sudden becoming an NBA draft pick 30 points the other day on seven of nine shooting at one point from three and he shoots 92% from the free throw line. That guy's a monster. Go Wildcats. Auburn continues to play well. A couple of good games here and there, but I don't know. <laughs> you're literally what's going to be, what's going to be more fun to watch the one versus 16 games or like the two versus 15s or all those middle matchups. The middle matchups are always the because best. you got like, even let's say in the third round, I don't think there's going to be many one seeds coming out of the third round. I think. Who do you think are going to be the ones? I mean, right now it's Gonzaga for sure. They're a lock. Uh, and then obviously, you'd have I stick in Baylor and Kansas. So that's what makes it interesting. You get two Big Twelve schools in there, and I don't think that is absurd. If they lose a quick game in the tournament, maybe that changes things. But unless they have an awful loss here at the end of the year, which I don't see coming because they're both good. <laughs> Uh, Kansas Baylor and Gonzaga, and then Duke. Duke lost by 18 to North Carolina State, right? And then yeah, another bad loss. They lost to Wake Forest. Wake Forest two, two nights ago. So that means they're quickly dropping. Maybe it's Kentucky. I've been I've been on them, but maybe it's them. Maybe it's Dayton, which is going to be nuts Probably. to see. They're the four seed right now. They haven't mm-hmm. lost at a home or away. Oh, we topping. Looks like it's going to be Dayton at the number four, the fourth number one seed. So San Diego as great. of now, they lost. Wow. San Diego State lost a game, so that doesn't help. They don't play it tough. I'm ready for I'm ready for March Madness. I love it. It's disappointed that it's not over spring break. Yeah, but remember, class time and back Jordy, after class, it'll be it'll be fun. Jordy, it's going to be fun because we're actually this is going to be fun. San for Diego like State lost the Timberwolves. We're going to want to watch all so these five. games to be like. Also, Florida State have not lost at home. Watch out for them in the ACC tournament. Duke battling them for that title. And then Kentucky at eight. I think if they win the SEC tournament, and let's say Dayton doesn't, which is going to be tough to win their tournament. I mean, sorry. It'll be weird to not see Dayton win their tournament because they're good. They're the best team by far. But let's say Dayton doesn't win it and Kentucky does, and neither Florida State or San Diego State – or not, San Diego State doesn't matter. I think Kentucky could sneak in if they do win the SEC. But if they don't, I'm saying it's probably Dayton, so – it's fun, though, because right now it's Kansas, 
and Baylor, your two, your big twelve, your big twelve school. Big twelve, big twelve basketball has been good for years. And Glad so, to see it paying off. And so Horns Baylor, up, go Texas. <laughs> Texas, big Mobamba <laughs> guy, huh? <laughs> so, anything else, boys? Any last comments? No Ooh, stories uh, from Noah today. North or North Carolina, not even going to make the NIT. They had a good win the other day, though. But uh, you though. hate to see it. You hate to shout see out it. to. North you don't think they'll like the NIT? They no. might. They might slide in. I don't think so. But it's Iowa 18, Michigan 19. So a couple of Big Ten schools up there. Uh, I guess those are actually the highest, which is interesting. Michigan State at 24, Ohio State at 23. They're back up. Queens, Indiana fell out. So it's just interesting. Yeah, Indiana was on the bubble when I saw it. It's tough because the Big Ten is such a grinder. There's so many good teams. But really, there's not an elite team right now. Just a bunch of really good teams. Which is the best part about uh, so Penn State? Kansas, I didn't, I didn't, know. I didn't notice this either. Penn State at sixteen, so and then Maryland at nine, of course. So it's fun. It's gonna be super fun to watch this tournament. I can't imagine there's gonna be many one seeds deep, maybe even two seeds dropping. So expect a couple low seeds to be in the final four, or probably even four of the elite eight, probably being pretty low, relatively yeah, maybe five, maybe so. five or below. So it'll be a fun one for sure. Any comments, Noah? Two K um, still screwing you over. Two K screwing me over more than. The Gophers losing last night. I they, put in a couple cheat codes, that's why. There you go. Okafor with a huge rebound. Also, the Wolves are pretty tough to play with in 2K, especially with no talent. But those jerseys are fresh. Holy crap, those MSP jerseys. <laughs> City jerseys are growing on me. I love them. I'm, I'm still thinking about the airport, but it's still pretty nice. D-Lo with the step back, that's mean. Hopefully, you can continue doing them that next year. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Give Me a Break podcast. Uh, stay, stay touch on our Instagram with at Give Me a Break Pod. See the new fresh photos. Yeah, we'll get some photos up there from the, fo- from the photo shoot today. We'll tag the photographer. He's a beauty. Shout out to Spencer That's for that. Right. Uh, I got to say it. Shout out to Sarah. Shout one, out, Sarah. One of our uh, one of our best <laughs> listeners since she since she didn't like not being shout out in the shout out shout special. Out special. <laughs> because we mentioned some of our newer listeners in that episode. But Sarah, we, we like you. You're great. You're a great listener. Thanks for thanks for being thanks for being a viewer. <laughs> uh, I, I, I got I sold out, boys. I'm sorry. You sold out. I had to do sold it. Sold out. Simp. Simp. <laughs> no. Thanks for listening to another episode. We out. Peace. Give me a break. Give me a break.